Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Just like beauty. Like beauty, depending on the culture that you are from, beauty is relative. In certain cultures, in certain cultures, when they say a woman is beautiful, they are talking about here. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? He must be well endowed in this side. The ankles are there. When she, when she moves, you can hear that things are moving. Say, so this is a beautiful woman. But in certain cultures, when they say a woman is beautiful, skinny, Pencil. I mean, just you can literally see the color bone. What do you say? Sharpen pencil. That's what they call beauty. So it is, you can see that, but in certain cultures, that is not beauty. That is considered malnutrition. that you are in. Because beauty is relative. Because I, I know certain cultures when they say, when they talk about the model of beauty, they're talking about plump. And in certain cultures when they talk about beauty, they're talking about slim. So it depends on the culture. In the same way, she, success was very successful. Success is de- depending on what parameters you are using. Amen. But the question was, was David successful? Because I, I started my message, I'm talking about the success of David. So someone said, was David successful? That's the question. With all the issues. Was David successful? Now, we find the answer to that question in first in the Bible. First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, verse twenty-eight. First Chronicles twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Quickly, my brother. This is the story of this is this is the end of David's life. When David died, this is the summary of his life. The Bible said that, and he died in a good old age. Number one. Number two, full of days. Number three, riches. Number four, honor. And number five, and Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Will you consider this guy as successful? Is it successful? I'm asking you. Is it the, please preach back to me. 
Is it the type of end you would like to have? Mary, is it the type of end you have to have? Ajay, is it the type of end you would like to have? The Bible says he was, he died in a good old age. It means he did not die young. David did not die prematurely, in a good old age. Hallelujah. So, in terms of life, he was blessed with age. Number two, full of days. Now, what is the difference between full, uh, good old age and full of days? What does the Bible mean when you say full of days? You see, you can live, but your days are not full. Your days are not full. What, what the, 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 when you say you are, you are full of days, it means that your days are filled with activity and life. There's a reason for you to live. You always have energy. Some people are old, but they are not full of days. They are always dry and weary. But it means that David was full of life. Every day there was an agenda. Every day there was something to do. In other words, when you see David coming, you don't see a depressed person. Full of days. May your days be full. I said, may your days be full. This issue of, I mean, dragging yourself out of bed another Monday. Another Monday. Just another Monday morning. Manic Monday. There's a song like that. Monday. Another Monday. You, 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 I mean, you, you feel so worn out. Waiting for Friday to come. But David was not like that. Full of days. David had energy and zeal. And I've come to see that you see, you can be of good old age but not full of days. So full of days is different from your age. Because some people are young, but they are not full of days. And some people are old, but they are full of days. I mean, some people, I mean, you are 32, but the way you drag yourself, you are surviving. So you could see that, you see, the Bible said the work that has been their spirit and their life. I pray that some impartation will come unto you. May your life be full of this. May your life be full of this. May you look forward to living. You must look forward to the next day. Then number three, riches. Of course, that's obvious. Is riches a good thing? Gabby, do you want to be rich? Oh, yes. Do you want to be rich? Oh, yes. Look, there's nothing honorable about poverty. You don't, don't. <laughs> James, we should tell them, right? I should tell them, there's nothing honorable about poverty. Poverty does not make you honorable. Neither does it make you spiritual. I can tell you that. Humble, you're poor. No, it doesn't make you honorable at all. It neither does it make you spiritual. Neither is it. Is it? Is it? Is it? Sometimes we Christians or charismatics get confused with wealth. Because Jesus Christ told us that it is hard 
uh, it is hard for a rich man to go to heaven. It is easier for a camel to go through the needle of an eye than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So, and, and Jesus talked about riches and the, and the dangers of riches. But he didn't say they were bad. But he warned us against it. And sometimes that, because of that, he makes us a bit ambivalent about riches. Ambivalent, right? Okay, you, you, you are not fully convinced. It's like, is it good, is it bad? But let me tell you something. You don't go to heaven because you are rich or you are poor. Hallelujah. Lazarus went to heaven poor. When Lazarus died, the, the said, and the rich man went to hell. The rich man, he went to hell. And poor Lazarus went to heaven. Isn't that what the Bible says? So it means if you want to go to heaven, be poor. You see, but you see, that is incomplete. When, he went to, when the poor man went to heaven, there was another guy in heaven. The Bible says he went, he went the, the, when Lazarus died, the angels carried him into heaven, into Abraham's bosom. And Abraham, we know, was a very rich man. Abraham was very rich. So in heaven, there was both the poor and the rich. So going to heaven has nothing to do with your wealth. Because rich Abraham was there, poor Lazarus was also there. Going to heaven is purely by the grace and, and the blood of Jesus. Amen. So, so there's nothing honorable. I'm trying to say there's nothing honorable about riches. So there's nothing dishonorable about riches. And neither is there anything honorable about being poor. Hallelujah. Tell you, I'd rather be rich than poor. If I tell you, but if you want to remain poor, I'd rather be rich than poor. It has nothing to do with going to heaven or... Of course, riches have their own danger. Because when people get rich, then they sometimes... They, 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 that's what the Bible called the, deceitful, the deceitfulness of riches. That is why you need to be very spiritual. Otherwise, riches can also destroy you. Hallelujah. Then the next one, and Anna. And Anna. It means David was honorable. And once again, I can say, you see, I'm talking about blessings, successful. Because you see, not everybody is honorable. Hallelujah. Because I know some rich people, I know some rich people that people don't respect them. Honor. David was honorable. He said, when it comes to honor, it is something that God must give you. The fact that you are old does not necessarily mean that you'll be on it. No. Not at all. Not at all. Honor. It's also a blessing from God. Honor has to do even the way you comport yourself. Yeah. I once told an auntie in the church was complaining that oh, these children they don't, they don't respect me. Look at the way they are behaving. They're like, you know, I look at them and say, you want me to be honest with you? The way you conduct yourself, don't be, I, I'm not surprised they don't respect you. The way you conduct yourself, I'm not surprised they don't respect you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anna. 
follow this riches and honor and the last one that I even enjoy and Solomon his son reigned in his state I mean talk about success see you are not really successful until somebody inherits unless you are until you are able to raise up a successor you are not really successful until you are able to raise a successor you are not really successful because you see, other than that all your labor can go down the drain I mean most of you are laboring maybe I should say most of us most of us are laboring not for what we will eat now because what we will eat now by the grace of God we have it so all our labor is going for the children that we are raising so if you raise a stupid girl or a stupid boy you have wasted your time God forbid because if you think about it, if you if you think about it critically, what you eat, what you eat, by the grace of God, you can. So all your labor is for your children. It's, you are laboring for their school fees. You are laboring so that you can, they can go to good school. You are laboring that uh, uh, they can uh, get good houses, good jobs. That's what you are laboring for. So if God forbid you raise a useless son, that everything that you give goes down the drain. What's the point? Hallelujah. Yeah. And he has Solomon. Which is even, I mean, just, just by the side, but anyway, you are, at least I'm your father. Let me speak to you. I should preach to you, right? See, that is why even sometimes the wisdom of, I, must, I say sometimes, not all the time, please, but think about it carefully. Because I'm, that's why sometimes the wisdom of even where you put your properties, you must think about it. Because if your properties that you are putting up is for your children, you ask yourself, will this child live here? I should preach, right? As you watch this boy going up and down, this American boy, this American boy living in downtown Edison, and you are putting something on Abokobi, you ask yourself, will this boy, will he ever... preaching to you. You think about it. Oh yeah. Think about it carefully. If you say you love this boy who is, grew up in North Brunswick or Princeton and you are putting out this mansion in Kwadasu. Kwadasu is a place. Kwadasu. And your energy is gone into it. You ask yourself, will this boy ever move there? I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. So you think? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So consider, because you are not successful until you have somebody to succeed you. So why do you labor? You do all that over there, and then it does not go to them, and then somebody else inherits that. I'm just preaching to you. Listen to me carefully. What I'm saying is, please, it's not applicable in all cases, 
but think. Think of who you want to inherit and what you are doing. Does it line up with the one who you want to inherit? The church is quiet. <laughs> I feel like I'm preaching to myself. Am I preaching to you? They are thinking. Because only in the heart of God that we can hear such truth. So it will set your thinking. That what am I? You see, the, all, all that I want to do, what am I? All, all that I, I'm trying to uh, bring to attention, you should begin to think, what am I doing? What am I doing? That's all. Because sometimes, sometimes we do things out of tradition and reflex without thinking. But it's about time you begin to think as a child of God. Hallelujah. So, can we say, by all accounts, Jeff, that David was successful? Can we say, by all accounts, David was successful? By all accounts. If you look at all the par- if you check all the parameters, he had life, he had energy, he was wealthy, he was honorable, and his success translated into his son. Look, I know a very wealthy man. You see, I know a very wealthy man. When I say wealthy, I'm not talking about small, small. I'm not talking about small, small wealth. I'm talking about wealth, wealth, wealth. Very wealthy. Very, very wealthy. Which? Okay. Who lives in Africa? Who's is a millionaire? When I'm, I'm talking about dollar millionaire, not city millionaire or Naira millionaire. problem. He set up big factories, industries. His main problem, as I'm talking to you today, is who will inherit him. <laughs> I should recommend you. Because, and, and do you know why his, his main problem is that? Because he has a son. He, he has a son. He has a son. That he has done everything for the boy, but the boy is useless. And the boy will not go to the school. 
brought, so he said, okay, if he didn't go to school, then you can let me bring him back home. Let him come and understudy me. Still. I mean, you're talking about a stupid boy. And he's not, the boy's not young now. That boy's probably in his approaching 40, but stupid. So the old man is tired. And every time he talks to us, you feel the pain that, what am I working for? All these industries. So let's go to some nephews here and there. Because that boy is so stupid. If you give the boy even to manage his fortune, he cannot manage it. <laughs> May God deliver you from a stupid son or a stupid daughter. So think. Hallelujah. So by all indications, David was successful. Now, if David was successful, then we move to the next principle. You see, to be successful, you must study Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews 6 12. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. The Bible says that that ye be not slothful. The word that slothful means lazy. That ye be not slothful or lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Don't, so the Bible says that you must follow, but follow the right people. And, and one of the ways you can follow people is not to be lazy. Because you may admire something, but you cannot get it. Because to get that thing, it requires diligence. And most of us admire things, but we don't get it because we are not that diligent about it. Hallelujah. Because admiring something does not mean you'll get it. So the Bible warns you, don't be lazy, don't be slothful, but follow them. So, obviously, David was a successful person, and therefore, we must look at what, what are some of the... You see, the Bible... Eh, it is written for an example. Everything in the Bible is true. Including what Bishop Brown was saying. He said that God said we should multiply. That's why the fishes are multiplying. Everything in the Bible is true. So when the Bible said that David was successful, it is true. And the Bible said that for you to succeed, you must learn from these people. And therefore, let's look at David's well. What did David do to succeed? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Follow him well. One, one of the ways I can tell you is that, look, there's nothing new under the sun. That which has been is that which will be. You want to do well, follow people who are doing well. You want to misbehave, follow people who have been misbehaving. Hallelujah. So let's look at some of the principles, or some of the principles or the strategies of David, the principle. One of the principles that made David successful, okay, I'm going to, is the principle of ministering to others. The principle, see, you can succeed or you can become successful when you have the, when you develop the ability to minister to others. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 23. First Samuel 16, 23. Quickly. First Samuel 16, 23. This is David. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hands. So was Saul refreshed as well. And the evil spirit departed from him. That's this. No. Hey, why? 
and the evil spirit, no, first Samuel. But you get a point. The Bible says that Saul had an evil spirit. Saul had an evil spirit that was tormenting him. So they were looking for someone who can help him. So they asked for David. And the Bible says every time David came and played by that playing, the evil spirit departed from Saul. And Saul was well. So it means that David now, it was this playing of the harp that ministered to Saul. That gave David the job. So later on, Saul said, look, then let the boy come and stay with me. Saul was the king. Saul was the king. So David got the high position job because of his ability to minister. The principle of ministering to others. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Success. See, success has a lot to do with your ability to solve problems. I'll say it again. Your ability, you see, your ability to solve a problem is one of the keys to be successful. Yeah. Problem solving is what will make you go up. Hallelujah. Yeah. Your value rises. You see, your value as a human being rises when you have the ability to solve problems. Yeah. To be honest with you, you haven't taken your time to look. But most of the wealthy people, let's go even through the Forbes 500. If you go through the Forbes list, the rich people in the world, well, how did they become rich? By, by going to school? No. They became rich by inventing something that solved the need. Think about it. From Microsoft to Amazon. Amazon developed something that solved a need. I mean, a need that you don't have to go to the store. Now you can sit in your house and the package will be at your door. Have you seen why they became successful? You can see that success has to do with your ability to solve a need. Problem solving. When you can solve a problem, it increases your value. Not the reverse. And to, in fact, to be, honest with, to be honest with you, most leaders are looking for problem solvers. So even your value at your job place is dependent on how much you can solve the problem and not that you become the problem. Can I get an amen? I said, can I get an amen? Yeah. So one of, see, one of the ways that God can bless you is to give in, is, is for God to give you the ability to solve a problem. Because as soon as you solve a problem, your value goes up. You try and solve any, any a problem at work. So they will appreciate you. May God give you that grace. Yeah. Because currently, I can make a name from, from Facebook. He solved the problem. To uh, Bill Gates solved the problem. Uh, who, who are the guys? iPhone, the guy. Practice. You see, they saw the human need. A problem.
Bible says, minister. And I'm telling you that. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that this thing of you know, you cannot solve a problem. You lack the ability to minister. You, know, you see, to live in a world where the only thing that concerns you is yourself, you are not useful. I'm preaching to you. If the only thing that concerns you is yourself, the whole world is about yourself, you are not useful. You are not useful. The reason why Jesus Christ is vulnerable to us is that he solved our problem of sin. Because of what he did for you and I on the cross, we will go to heaven and not hell. That thing makes him more valuable to us. So when you live a life whereby you are not useful, see, that is why when you say, be a Bacente leader, it's even a blessing for you. Because by you being a percentage leader, you are trying to minister to somebody, and that makes you useful. Be a shepherd. We are giving you opportunity to become useful. Because some of us are so much engrossed. You see, if your whole world is around you, you can't, I mean, you come, everything you manage is about yourself, you are not useful. The grace to solve a problem. That's, that's what makes you useful. Everywhere. In the kingdom of God, in the secular world, anybody, once you can solve a problem, you are useful. And not that you are the problem. May God give you the grace to solve a problem. Look, that's what gave David, that's what gave David the job. Immediately he was promoted. Immediately. Immediately. As soon as he does, Saul said, Saul was the king. Saul was the president. Okay, bring this guy. I like him. You'll be surprised that God, you'll do something about it. No, let's keep her. We like it. Because you solve the problem. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number two principle. The principle of non-isolation. The principle of non-isolation and fellowship. Non-isolation and fellowship. The principle of non-isolation and fellowship. Non-isolation and fellowship. Don't be an, in other words, don't be an, don't be an I walk alone. First Samuel 18, 16. First Samuel 18, 16. Look at this scripture. If I look at the scripture, I will say that. But all Israel and Judah love David. Why? When you see the word because, because means this is the reason. Is, is it English language? Isn't that because it's not the English language? Because means this is the reason. Why did all Israel and Judah love David? Because, because he went out and came in before them. He was with the people. Did you get it? The reason why all Israel and Judah loved David because David did not isolate himself. He was always mingling with the people. The 
principle of fellowship and non-isolation. Yeah. The principle of yes. I he was he was a people's man. You see, let me tell you something. You cannot be a good leader. You see, like, like I'm, I'm your pastor. I cannot be a good pastor if after church I just get my uh, bodyguard, they chauffeur me to my Mercedes and I'm off. What kind of nonsense is that? I'm not a good leader. Mingle. Fellowship. You see, and, and why is this? You see, let me tell you something. You see, especially, especially nowadays that we are living in a world whereby everything is remote everybody's working remotely, you come from upstairs, you go down, nobody's talking to anybody. It leads to a bit of isolation and if you don't take care, you will not know how to interact socially. But David had the ability to make Non-isolation. You see, another thing I would say is that Unfortunately, unfortunately, at a certain, unfortunately, there is something called competition and rivalry. There is something called competition and rivalry. And because of competition and rivalry, we tend to seclude ourselves because you don't know, you don't want somebody to know what you are doing because they are jealous. So the competition and the rivalry make us somehow unconsciously hide, withdraw ourselves. But I'm telling you, even though you need to withdraw yourself, be careful because isolation can be dangerous. David interacted. David was interactive. You see, David was interactive because you see, whether you like it or not, you are not an island. You need to network can I get an amen? <laughs> Without a certain level of networking, you cannot rise up. I'm preaching. When I was in medical school, you see, in medical school, exams, most of the exams, and, and, and not even everywhere, maybe today, most of the exams has to do with past questions. You see, if you think about passing an exam, there is no, very, very rarely do examiners set new questions. There's something called the moving average. Every year, 25% of the questions are new, 75% are old. Because no examiner can set questions. Because when we, it's not easy to set, because I've, I've been at that level before. Okay? I'm quite, quite dedicated. It's not easy to set the questions. Because when you set questions, it must go through a probation. They must know that these questions are standardized. So it's not easy to set exams questions. You can't just wake up and say, question one, question two, question. No, no, no. It must be, it must be written and know that it's standardized. So you can see that setting questions is not easy. So every year when you take any, any new exam, whether it's the NCLEX or whatever it is, you will see that only 25% of the questions are new. 75% of them are old. I'm giving you a, a tip. I'm giving you a, tip, a secret. So if you want to pass the anklets or whatever it is, study the old questions. Practice questions. Whether it's MCAT, whatever. Practice the old questions. Because the old questions, if you know them well, you can get about 75% of the thing correct. If you need 50%, you pass. 
But why am I saying that? Because I had this student, this medical student, who was very brilliant. Very, very brilliant. Smart. But every time the exams come, she will never pass. And do you know what his problem was? Do you know what his, what his problem was? He will never study with anybody. Exams time, you see him in the corner. Big books. Going through by them. Even when he sees you coming, he will cover it. He doesn't want you to know what he's studying. I, I, I see. But some of us, as soon as we hear the exam, we move from house to house, dormitory to dormitory. A lot of, you have you have the 2000 question fine, okay, Charlie, I'm looking for 2002, you have it do you have uh, 2006 so, photocopy so Charlie, okay I have 2004 okay, let's change, I'll give you my, give my photo. you have 2010 okay, I have the 2008 we collect them, photocopy by the time we come, we are 98%, we are through this boy will be, st- you see, isolation does not interact. There is something called networking. You see, in every field that you are, you must learn to network. I'm coming down to America now. Study group. Network. What, what are the other people doing in the field? There's nothing new under the sun. This particular pe- person, I remember we had anatomy exam. And the questions were as usual were around. Some of us got 95, 92. He got for the whole class, everybody was in the 80s. And he got 51. So the professor called him. The professor called that's the same question. He was called, I won't mention it. He said, this guess is your uncle. <laughs> he said, he mentioned his name, said, is there a problem? That's what the professor told me, anatomy professor. Or Sagi professor. I said, is that a problem? He said, what? He said, are you struggling with the class? <laughs> he was confused. He guy said, almost everybody got in the 80s. You got 51. What's the problem? Do you need some special help? <laughs> and then he said, oh, no prof. It was past questions. And everybody saw the question. I didn't see he said, I'm sorry. That professor, every time he was talking, he was watching, he said, I'm sorry. That's Professor Champo. He said, I'm sorry. Well, that is how, that is what we want them to know. So how they got to know, you seem not to know how they got to know. <laughs> you seem not to know how they got to know. You are too isolated. You are writing, you are nursing exam, you are nurses in the church, you don't talk to anybody. Networking. If you learn to network, the principle, non isolation. Yeah, David was good at it. Because you see, you are not an island. You are not an island at all. Yeah. You want to buy a house, people are bought houses. You want to do IT, people are in the field. Network. Networking. Talk. 
Why do you think, why do you think Bishop took, took us to Korea? To see other big churches. To see other big churches. To interact with them. Because as you see, it gives you the ability to network. It is because of Korea that he's, I mean, I mean, Bill Wilson was there. Bill Wilson is the president of ORI. He was there. How will I meet, how, how will I meet o, o, the president of ORI? Robert Jones is president. Networking. Yeah. In and out. Too isolated. That was it. He, because he went in and out. David was, was able to, was a people's man. He, lacked, he, he can go in and out. And he said, all, not only all Israel and Judah loved him because of that ability. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Yes, networking. You need to network. And, 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 and I'll tell you something. This is, this, is, this is from me to you and by the Spirit. Everybody, you must have relationships at three levels. Okay? Don't forget what I'm saying. You must always maintain a three level relationship. A relationship with those below you. You must have friends who are below you. You must have friends at your level. And you must have friends above your level. You must have that. If you want to do well in life. Some of, some of us are only comfortable with people who are below us. So they always say, yes, I'm master to you. No. Yeah. You must have, listen. You see, you must have friends who are younger than you. Okay? Friends who are younger than you. And they are your friends. They are really your friends. Friends who are at the same age as you. And friends who are older than you. Because everyone will teach you something. Some of these young people, they can tell you a lot. They know everything. Telling you. At every level. your friends should not be your age group or above. I don't, you don't even know what is going on. See, you must have friends who can tell you that. See, see, you must have, I mean, at, you know, at a certain lower level, you can tell you, this is your hairstyle, it's past, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. They can tell you that, mm, auntie, this one, we don't do it anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Because they know things. They can tell you that this hairstyle is no longer involved. And you should not be angry with them. They should tell you that, oh, no, no, no. Daddy, his pants, nah. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Daddy, this pants. Nah. Because you are still wearing. You are still wearing the same walking print. Straight, they coming like this. I mean, I mean, I mean, people are wearing pants today. The whole pants are slim. Your pants alone, the bottom alone can soak. Because you are still in the days of this brand. Yay, I'm black. <laughs> 
preach it to you. You must have lower, lower level friends who can tell you that stuff. Otherwise, you don't know. They'll tell you, no, no, no. This glass is nah. Ma'am, ma'am, this glass is nah. I mean, your glasses are still looking like. No, what I'm saying, look, let me tell you something. This is they bring energy to you. They give you life and vitality. You can, all your friends cannot be old. You meet all levels. Some at your palm that you can discuss intimate things with. Some are bad that you can get wisdom from. And some below you that you can get youth and vitality from. Yeah. Hallelujah. Your phone, they can look at your phone and say, <laughs> Somebody, somebody actually told the, the mother's friend at this, the, the, about the phone. I, said, I think the, the friend was thinking of giving the mother phone. My man, don't give her that phone. I said, why? I said, he don't know how to use the phone. He just make a call and test. He don't know how to do it. <laughs> In other words, the, person, like, the mother doesn't know anything about this type of recording type on phone. The only thing you use the phone for is calling it. But they can show you things. Hallelujah. So the principle of non-isolation. Amen. And, and, and don't forget, a lot of blessings come by association. There's also, a, there's also a blessing that comes by association. That is why Potiphar said that he talked of Joseph. I know God has blessed me because of you. So you see, networking some people as you associate with them, you also receive a blessing. Amen. Can I get an Amen. So number three, quickly, hopefully I can finish. Well, the next principle I want to talk about is <laughs> very interesting. You see, and these are all in the life of David. Though. The next thing is the principle of avoiding the principle of avoiding arrows of hatred. The principle of avoiding arrows of hatred. First Samuel chapter nineteen, verses nine to ten. about David again. The Bible says, and the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand. And David played with his hand. This verse. And Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin. But he slipped away out of his presence. And he smote the javelin into the wall. And David fled and escape that night. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The Bible says that as David was playing and becoming popular, one day Saul took a javelin like this and threw it. Straight at him. And he did this. And the javelin hit the wall. From that day, he never stayed in the house. He left that night. What am I trying to share with you guys? Listen to me. Blessing and promotion also induces hatred and envy. Whether you like it or not, as God begins to bless you, as God begins to promise you, some people will hate you. 
see that you are hated, there is something called the principle of avoiding the arrow. Don't hang around, don't hang out in, a, in an environment that they don't like you, they will kill you. I'm preaching to you. Don't hang arrows of hatred because blessing induces hatred. Don't hang out in an atmosphere where you know that they hate you. I mean, you just got married and every time they see you, oh, your husband is this, your husband is that, he's not all that. Please, why are you hanging around such people? They are jealous, they will kill you. Hatred. Hatred. Avoid hatred. Avoid a hostile environment. Please, avoid a hostile environment. The person has nothing too good to say about your prosperity or your promotion. Every comment from their mouth is negative. You know? It is better. You see, once something is directed at you, first of all, let, let me go in this way. One, the Bible said that he's, first of all, let me talk about he, he slipped away in the presence and, and he smote the javelin onto the wall. So, it, it, it means that this was, the javelin was coming like this. David was standing by the wall like this. Okay? And the guy threw the javelin straight at him. And the javelin hit the wall. Why do you think? I mean, let's think about it. What do you think David did? If David had stood there like this to defend himself and to argue, why do you want to kill me? I said, Have I done anything wrong? You have been stuck. If you have stood there, that well, it's my right. It's my right. I'm entitled to it. Yes, you are entitled to it. Yes, it's your right, but you are dead. Can I get an amen? Yes, it's your right. You are entitled to it, but you are hot. So I'll show you two keys. The first key was the key of... The first key is the key of humility. When an arrow is thrown at you, that is meant to destroy you. The only, sometimes the way to dodge that arrow is to bow. So he, he did like this. And the arrow went up. You know that they don't like you. They are plotting against you. The, the guy who is sending you a plate is so angry at you. Sometimes a key of humility. I'm sorry because you know that everything is designed to kill you. So. It's not every time you should stand up for your right. I'm preaching to you. It's not every time you should stand up because you know that this is an arrow. So the first thing, um, the first thing he did was to bow. Then after bowing, when the opportunity came, you escape. So until you have escaped, don't argue, bow. The day you get a new job, you escape. <laughs> Look, I always ask myself, what how does it benefit you that yes, you, you are right, but you are dead? 
You are right when you are dead. You are right by what? You are dead. You are right. You are right. You are right. Everybody, you are right. What would what, what you do? Was not, was not fair. But you are divorced. What's the point? You are right when you are dead. comes a time, you see, I'm talking about you, you know that this thing, they don't like you. This thing, they are against you. That's not, that's not the environment to stand for your right. I'm, I'm not preaching to you. That's not the atmosphere to stand up for your right. In that atmosphere, you learn from David. You bow, the arrow passes, you look left, you look right, Avoid arrows of hatred. Avoid arrows of hatred. Yeah. Humility will preserve you a lot of times. Yes. Avoid arrows of hatred. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. See, there's something about hatred. When they hit you, no amount of explanation. If you know what I'm talking about. You can see, you see, and the thing about hatred is a spirit. You can, you can sense it. You can, you can feel that this place. So you bow down. Not that you are something. You bow down like this. Let it hit. Something opens. Go on. I'm going to it. Hallelujah. Oh, you can't do this to me. This is America. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Something, something, you see, even, even as a young man, you know, sometimes the devil wants to kill you. You must learn to run away. I'm preaching. I should stay there. As a young man, you know that the devil wants to kill you. So this woman that he has brought you away is a, it's an arrow that is being thrown at you. So you don't stay in the room to negotiate. You avoid and run away. <laughs> I'm preaching. Let me show you Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2. I think Proverbs 6, I believe so. Proverbs 6, 26. Proverbs 6, 26. He said that by means of a whorish woman. By, it's in the Bible. By means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. And the adulteress will hunt for the precious soul. So you can see that as you are there and she's walking around, your soul is precious and she's hunting for it. So this is not a time to show. Okay, okay, it's alright, it's alright. All right. Okay, let's, 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 excuse me. I gotta go. <laughs> I got a phone call. Oh, Johnny, you are going to yes, I gotta go. Because you know that you, if you don't take care, you become a brown bread. <laughs> so you escape. It's not a time to be fast, fasting and praying. Now, 
and everybody you must learn that. You see, it doesn't matter. You see, let me show you Jesus Christ. Matthew. Matthew chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. Matthew 12, 14 and 15. This is Jesus Christ. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him. How they might destroy him. Next verse. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from the multitude. And great multitude followed him. And he healed them all. The Bible said the Pharisees took a council. How they'll kill him. And they plan to kill him, Sally, by throwing him over a cliff. Yes, you see, they decided, look, we will kill him. By throwing him over a hill, push him head down and kill him. And the Bible said, when he knew it, when he got wind of it, when he heard it, he did not stand there to argue with them. Hilda, why do you want to kill me? What wrong have I done? The Bible said what? He withdrew. Mm. Arrows of hatred. He withdrew. You see, and don't forget, he came to die. Jeff, he came to die. He came to die to save our sins. But the type of death that he was, 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 that was a death on the cross, which is different from dying from throwing down the hill. Because not all die, be die. So some, sometimes you must know that, yes, this is what I want to do, but not this way. Because not all die, be die. As he had it, he ran away. In other words, Jesus Christ ran away. Because sometimes there's wisdom to he who, he who, what do they say? He who, ran, he who, Thank you. He who runs away lives to fight another day. That's the why I'm going to go. He who runs away lives to fight another day. Sometimes you need to run away so that you can live to fight another day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then the final principle for today, which is my favorite principle. This is all my... I'm talking about principles of success. Things that can make you succeed. What, my, my favorite principle... Or the, which is the final one today, is the, what, what we call the principle of adaptability for progress. Do you like that, Nora? It's called the principle of adaptability for progress. Hallelujah. First Samuel 21, verses 2 and 3. First Samuel 21, 2 and 3. And David said unto Ahimelech, the priest, the king, had commanded me a business. And he had said unto me, let no man know anything of the business. Whereabouts sent thee? And what I have commanded thee? And I have appointed my servants to set at such a place. Next verse. Now therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand, or what, or, or what there is present. Next verse. Good. Now, let's look at verse 10. I'm going to put the two together. Verse 10 to 13. This verse. And David arose. This was when Saul was chasing. Saul was chasing David. And David arose and fled the day of, and, and, and fled that day, fear of Saul, and went to Ach, 
church, the king of God. Last verse. And the servants of Archie said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul had slain his thousands and David ten thousand? And David laid up this word in his heart and was so afraid of Achish, the king of God. Next verse. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down from his beard. Then Archie said unto his servant, Lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have you brought him to me? Have I need of a madman of madmen that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Let's verse. Quickly, please. David therefore departed and escaped to the Cup of Adam. Let me give you this background. You see, I'm talking about adaptability for progress. The first one, he was hungry. Hey, what's the place? I'm sent from a far country. I'm just a servant. Can I get something to eat? Because the bread was reserved for the priest. But he adapted, look, I need to do something so I can eat. Then in the second instance, when he went to the new place, Saul was chasing him to kill him. So when he got there, when he got there, they said, this is David, the fugitive. We need to kill him. So the king sent his troops to come and catch up to kill him. And the Bible said, immediately, as he saw them coming, he acted like he was a madman. The Bible said, he started scratching the doors. <laughs> His spittle was in his beard. <laughs> so when they brought him to the king, the king said, what, what kind of nonsense is this? Am I looking for mad people? Oh, let the guy go. He wasn't mad at all. But he needed to survive. There is something called adaptability. You must learn to adapt if you want to progress. You must learn to adapt. To what is I will say concerning this point? You see? It was Professor who told me, the future, the future does not belong to the strong. The future does not belong to the strong. The future belongs to the one that is most adaptable. And don't forget it. Why do I say so? It is because the future does not belong to the strong, but to those who are adaptable. That is why the dinosaur is extinct, but the lizard is alive. Because the dinosaur was one of the biggest creatures. Huge. Strong. But during the thermal age, when the ecosystem began to change in the world, from the ice age, when things were thawing and things were getting warm, 
The dinosaur lacked thermoregulatory mechanisms. The ability to adapt and regulate. The dinosaur lacked it. And because of that, he could not survive the future. Even though he was strong, he couldn't survive the future. But the lizard, tiny, little, has the ability to change. That is why the lizard, in the same family, but the lizard passed on from the ice age to the present age. But the dinosaur could not. Because there's something called adaptability. When the environment changes, when the season changes, you must learn to change, otherwise you will not survive. You must learn to change. Because the season has changed. Because when winter comes, you cannot wear the shirt. If you wear the same thing in the winter, you freeze and die. There is something... David knew how to survive. See, here I'm talking about the skills of survival. You can call it the skills of survival. Because some of us don't know how to survive at all. Adaptability. Change. Don't be too rigid. We went to Korea. I, Korea uses a different uh, outlet. I think 220, they are out they are their walls are different. I think they use some round socket. Different from the American ones. The wall socket is different. So, I carried my adapter in my pocket. My wife did not. <laughs> so, even though she came with her iPad and everything, she didn't know that. So, when we got, every time I do that, she, as soon as we go there, as soon as we go there, we unpack our things. She look at the wall. You don't bring an adapter. <laughs> no, did you bring? I, I, I was like, didn't you? <laughs> because the only way I can enjoy my iPad, I can enjoy my iPhone, and I, I can use them is that if, is that I must carry an adapter. Without the adapter in a foreign land, that thing is useless. And I'm preaching to you without a certain adaptation, a certain change, a certain mindset that your degree, that your lifestyle is useless in America. Adaptability for progress. Without changing, without changing, that's your degree, that's your training, that's your background. If you don't adapt in this environment, it is useless. I carried my iPad. Everything. She carried it. But without the adapter, it was useless. Some of us are too rigid. You are too set in your ways. This is what I did, and this is what I always do. It doesn't work anymore. I'm talking about adaptability for progress. You need to change. You need to be flexible. The future belongs to the adaptable, not to the strong. What you are holding on is extinct. It's a dinosaur nobody uses anymore. So if you need to retrain yourself, you better start retraining yourself. Because it is not, it is not applicable. 
Apply and ministry to somebody. And the ability to progress. Progress requires a change. Do set in your ways. This is what I know. What you know is not working. Listen. Everything in nice.com. I don't like .com. You better learn .com. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to do this. I don't like no adaptability for progress. Yeah. Adapt for progress. Even your so, 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 some of us, the first place we need to adapt is our tongue or our taste. You must adapt your taste for progress. It's also a message. Because you see, you see, you are broke because you are always buying imported food. So I preach. Your son is going to preach. I, I mean, you, you, are, you always want to eat foreign food. You see, foreign food is foreign food is expensive, and it's for expatriates. Oh, Reverend, I don't eat only foreign food. Yam is foreign. Your Kobe is foreign. Your uh, Kenke is foreign. Hey, because they are not made in America. You see, you see, yam is imported. Potato is not imported. So as you are eating. A $10 yam can buy you a whole sack of potatoes. So if you financially when you can change and eat potatoes, you save money. <laughs> Your tongue cannot change. You must still carry that your Kobe on okra soup to, at the workplace. And when you go to the lunchroom and you put it there, and the people are leaving, so they are not sociable. They don't like me. No, no, they don't like you. You are killing them with a smell. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Your tongue needs to adapt. Your tongue needs to adapt. I know a brother who is in this church, which up to today, he must eat what banku from an anything where. What's wrong with you? This is America. Can't you eat KFC with some fries? <laughs> Adaptability. This is sometimes you need to cut out your financial status. I could afford this two years ago. Now I can't afford it. Let's, let me cut back. So that I can survive. Instead of living that expensive life and going broke, we must adapt for progress. Today we can't afford it. Let's cut back. Adaptability for progress. Because we are too rigid. You must, you see, listen to me. There is nothing wrong in sending the car back. You, you bought the car. You said I can't afford it. What's wrong with it? <laughs> I'm preaching to you. You said I want to drive Mercedes. You drove it for one month, two months, three months. You look at the gas and say, forget it. Back to the dealer. Give me my Toyota. <laughs> I am the one who bought the Mercedes Benz. I drove it three months and said, I can't. Because the gas is premium. Everything is premium. When you fill your tank, hundred dollars. Look, yeah. Take it back. Collect your own die. Adaptability for progress. You must be able to change. Adaptability. See, <laughs> recently I was talking to a, a friend of mine, a Christian, a Christian sister, very mature lady, of woman of God. Then I was talking about a lady who was thinking of getting married. Then she looked at me and said, look, Nosh, when you go, tell this lady that, look, he was telling me that this, this, when you go, this is your friend. 
tell her that I say that. She said, she said in Fanti, Fanti is a language in Ghana. Maybe I'll say it in Fanti and I'll translate. So I say it in Fanti. He said, when, he said, when you go, tell her that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain. She says, tell this lady that she should soften up so she'll be married. He said, tell the lady to soften up if she wants to be married. And I said, well, and she was, he said, he's a very mature Christian. He said, look, a certain level of stiffness, this is me, you will not get married. If you want to be married, it comes to a point, you must mellow. <laughs> I said, you must what? Mellow. You are too man and woman of the 90s. I don't take nonsense. Okay, eat your nonsense. <laughs> I say, eat your nonsense. MS, marry yourself. Marry your nonsense. She told me, look, tell this lady. Tell her neighbor, go. Go, mellow. 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 You are too stiff. Hey, well, 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 I, 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 don't take, I don't take nonsense, okay? I go to work, she goes to work. I cook, I cook she cooks. I clean, she cleans. Okay, you cook, you clean. clean. Tell her It's a soft yourself. So, it, so what I'm trying to say, even to be marriageable, you must learn to adapt. Even to be marriageable, some adaptability is required. You must be able to get off your high horse. Your horse is too high. I'm preaching. The ladies are watching. Your horse is what? Too high. The brothers are tired. They, 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 calm down. Calm down. Hey, the horse is too high. Calm down. Yeah. You must be able to mellow. Adaptability. Adaptable. After all, isn't it a man you are looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Isn't it a man you are looking for? Hey, so mellow small. Not too stiff. Mellow. Also, it's a talent to mellow. Calm down. Nobody's interested in Look, Queen Elizabeth is dead. We are not looking for another Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth is gone. We are not looking for another Queen Elizabeth. I beg you. Mellow. Somebody you want to marry. Can you eat your paycheck? I'm asking you, can you eat your paycheck? Oh, my papers, my papers. Can you papers? Go in the papers. Let the papers marry you. <laughs> skills of survival. You need to change. You need to learn. I used to be like this, but now, based on my current level, I need to. David acted like a smart. <laughs> One time I preached this message. After the message, the brother came to say, oh, thank you so much. I said, why is it now? It's the 
think your conscience is gone. I said, why? I said, no, because I'm writing somebody's document. <laughs> <laughs> I said, brother, now you are taking the adaptability too far. <laughs> what he heard about adaptability, you know, so reverend. Now, but what I'm saying is that you must learn to adapt to progress. Amen. The future belongs to the adaptable, not the next days. In the same way, as a church, as a church, you see, Paul said, I have become all things unto all men that I may be so. I have become all things unto all men that I may win some. I have become all things unto all men that I may win some. If we want to win, if we want to win some, if we want to save everybody, then we must learn to adapt as a church. I have become all things unto all men that I may win some. So without a certain adaptation, a certain change in our dressing, in our song, in our administration, in our attitude, we can never attract a certain crowd. We must, we must create an environment where the foreigner is comfortable. Otherwise, we can never win them. I have become all things unto all men. To the Jew, I became like a Jew. To the Greek, I became like a Greek. To the, you see, I have become all things unto all men. If our aim is to save souls, is to, is to win people for the Lord, then we must change and make every nationality comfortable. I have become all things unto all men that I may save some. That is why, yes, I know you can speak God very well, but we don't speak God in this church. I know you can speak ever very well, but we don't speak ever in this church. I know you are very good at fancy. Your fancy is cute. Where is Joyce Lane? No. No. Because she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? She doesn't understand. So you cannot come and say, Chef, Chef, Chef. I said, where's Jocelyn? I'm looking for Jocelyn. <laughs> F1. Do you understand F1? Like, uh, what is that one? Huh? F1, like, uh, what else? No, you can't, you're not. At the same Jack, where did he? And then what is your power? Nonsense. Do you understand what I said? It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Hallelujah. Yeah. I've become all things of the woman. Yeah. I've become all things. And we wish So with that, and sometimes even our songs. That is why we see certain songs will drive the young away. If we want to re- win young people, let's sing our songs. Do you think that? They will sleep by the time you finish. <laughs> yes. 
have become all things unto all men. Amen. Church, I'm sharing with you the principle that made David succeed. Tell your neighbor, don't be too rigid. That's what I want to share. Don't be too rigid. That's all. Tell me. No, but that's, listen to me. Spirituality. And I'm a very spiritual person. Spirituality has to do with a lot of flexibility. I'm a very spiritual person. The Bible says, in him we live and move and have our being. He led them by a pillar of cloud in the day and by fire at night. So it depends on the time of the season. What is leading them is different. In the day, what was leading them was a cloud. In the night, what was leading them was fire. So if you're only used to leading by the cloud, in the night you'll be left behind. So you cannot say you are spiritual when you are not sensitive to new things. Every day you must be done to what you know. You are dead. He told them when you are going, carry what, uh, carry uh, money, purse on your journey. Then they came back and said, when I sent you, did I tell you not to carry carry money. He said, we did. He said, this time, don't carry anything. The same Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm saying this because you see, some of us have been Christians for a long time. And because we have been Christians for a long time, we are used to certain things in our way. But let me tell you something. The spirit is moving. And the area we open up our hearts and embrace new things, we will be left behind. And I pray that you will not be left behind. And I pray that I will not be left behind. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray, pray, pray. Let's pray for ourselves, oh God. That, yeah, God, give me revelation to adapt. What I need to change. You know, I want us to pray for... Listen, listen. I want us to pray a very genuine prayer. The Bible said that does anybody, the Bible said, does anybody lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. This afternoon, I want us to pray genuinely that God, whatever I am lacking, that is affecting my progress. May you give me the wisdom to change so that I'll progress. Because there is something that maybe I'm lacking that is affecting my progress. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Pray God. Pray God. Pray to God. And whatever I am lacking, whatever is missing in my life, whatever I am written about, is it my career? Is it my relationship? Is it my mindset? Whatever area I am stiff, I am stiff. I am so stiff that it is affecting my progress. Lord, help me, Lord. 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 My way of thinking. Is it my way of thinking? Is it my way of crossing? Is it my way of talking? Is it my way of behaving? My shaka andalia mama, andalia mama. Pray, God. Does anybody lack wisdom? Does anybody lack wisdom? Does anybody lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. This afternoon, oh God. Pray to God. Pray sincerely, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Vater Words ever true. It's changing me, and it's changing you. We have come, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy words. Does anybody lack wisdom? Anybody lack wisdom? Let him ask of God or God. David, I promise that I become all things. I have become all things for God. I have become all things for God. Oh, Father, deliver me from rigidity. May I not be stiff for God. May I not be left behind. 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 Be left behind, Lord of God. Is it the way I think? Is it the way I talk? Is it the way I dress for God? Is it the way I ask for God? Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit of God. Lord, that I will progress. Father, but whatever, Father, whatever wisdom is needed, whatever direction is needed, this afternoon I stand in your sanctuary. You said, Does anybody lack wisdom? You should ask of you. Lord, I am asking for the wisdom. The wisdom to adapt. The wisdom to change. The wisdom to make that move so that I will move forward. Wisdom that I may move forward in my marriage, that I may move forward in my career, that I may move forward in my ministry, that I may move forward in my relationship. Lord, grant me that wisdom. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed. are here, you are not born again. Or you are watching online, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So wherever you are, you want to give your life to Jesus. I talk about adaptability for progress. You need to change your life. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ if you want to progress on this earth and in heaven. So you are here, you are not born again. Or you are on Zoom or Facebook, you are not born again. Whatever you are, I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. And let the whole church say this after me. Heavenly Father, 
this Sunday afternoon, this Sunday afternoon I, come as a sinner. I come as a sinner have mercy on my soul I want to be a child of God Lord Jesus thank you for saving me thank you for saving me Amen. Amen. put your hands together for the Lord hallelujah please be seated it's communion time This is the body. Thank you. Take it. This is my body, which was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood, yes, Lord. which was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed. My blood is drinking deep. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is a holy meal. It is a meal of God. Whoever eats my flesh. Bible said that same night he took the cup and he said this is my blood of the new covenant this was what was shed for the remission of your sins this is Emmanuel's blood 
the blood that never expires. This is the blood that has always spoken better things. As you lift up the cup, you are being delivered from condemnation. You will not be condemned. You will not be condemned. You will not be condemned. You are receiving exemption. You will be exempted. You are receiving pardon. You will be pardoned. For the blood will speak for, for you. Thank you that every case designed against us will not prosper. For the blood has answered in Jesus' name. Receive life. Receive healing. Receive exemption. Receive prosperity through the blood in Jesus' name. Amen. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. You may drink the blood.
Rakatanali Amamani Mikondolia Mama. The Spirit is saying that if you honor me, I will honor you. If you honor me, I will honor you. If you honor me, I will honor you. Makilomo zondolia mama 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 mali mala mama maya na enalia mama zandaria baba. If you honor me. If you honor me, I will honor you. Thank you. That's what the Spirit is saying. If you honor me, I will honor you. Shakata anali amazondorika bandari mama. If you honor me, I will honor you. And my honor is more than what a man can do for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Father, thank you. This is a seed of honor. A seed of honor. A seed of honor. And as your children have come to honor you, may it be said of them, Full of days, full of life, riches, honor, and a successor. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But God is saying that I will honor. I send the spirit of honor. As you honor me, I will honor you. In Jesus' name. God bless you. 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 I will honor you. I will honor you. I will honor you. God bless you. I will honor 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 you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up an offering for the Lord, every one of us. You must believe in the supernatural. As you sow, just to say, Lord, thank you for this today's message. Father, I am thanking you with this offering for what I heard today. For you have for a, a wisdom key has been given to me. Just to say thank you for the wisdom key we have received today. Because I believe that today's preaching has been a wisdom key for somebody. So to say thank you for the wisdom key. The key of wisdom that you have received today. Lift up a good offering unto the Lord. Thank you Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. Can I bring your offering? Let's come and touch the basket. Thank you Holy Spirit. Still in the atmosphere of worship, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord. We wait on you, Holy Spirit. 
Cause your grace to be upon him. Favor him in Jesus' name. Amen. And have Ayako. Wow. Mikali Mazondo Nika Blackata Anali Ama Inali Amazonaliaba. Protect his going out and his coming in. In Jesus' name. Oh, he never affair, okay. Wow. Come here, Ohinuba. Ohinuba means prince or son of the king. May, Jesus, may you be a son of King Jesus. Thank you for Ohinuba. As his name is. May he be the son of the most high. May the blessings of the heavens and the blessings of the deep be upon him. In Jesus' name. Jethro, my minister. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Jethro. Thank you for the anointing. You said of Jeremiah, I call you from your mother's womb. Don't say not that I'm a child, for I called you. And I will make your forehead stronger than your forehead of your enemies. Yea, my word will be in your mouth. And I will bless my way. I will prosper you. I will establish you. For you have called. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's QFC Announcements at gmail.com.